Welcome back to Ever Ancient, Ever New, where we search for the hidden treasures in this, this ancient and beautiful faith of ours. I'm Father Kyle Kowalsik, and I'm actually here today with uh, a new new guest host here with me. This is uh, my friend Tim Burke, and uh, we're down in our, our little studio, and uh, good to have you on the, on the show, Tim. Yeah, thank you very much. Yeah, yeah, so this is, this is exciting. Um, Jeremy and I had been trying to figure out different, our schedules have just not been cooperating. And I said, well, we need to, we need to expand our, our possibilities here. And so, uh, grateful to, I'll do my best to fill in. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so what are we, uh, what are we talking about today? Biolocation. Biolocation. All right. Biolocation. Um, I, I think biolocation is one of these fascinating, um, fascinating Catholic things, you know, um, do you, like, can you remember when you first knew about, but like heard about bilocation or? Yeah. The first time, and only, I mean, only time I ever really hear references with, uh, Padre Pio. Mm -hmm. So, um, that's, that's about the only type of, uh, input that I've ever had with bilocation. Right. Yeah. Yeah, so so like, I remember. So I was seventh grade. I was confirmed, and I chose as my confirmation saint Saint Martin de Porres, who was, um, I think sixteenth, seventeenth century Peru, um, Spanish father, uh, African mother, um, and he became a Dominican brother. And I don't know how much of this I knew, but what I what I knew was that he bilocated. And actually, he would bilocate to. There's, there's, reports of people seeing him in Japan. Okay. Even though he was in uh, South America in the well before airplanes era. Sure. So, um, so when I was, was seven, and I had le learned about him when I was a kid, and so when it's time to choose my confirmation saint. So, well, yeah, that's, so, yeah, that's an easy go to. So, yeah, you know, like, <laughs> by location, where how can we go wrong? Right. Um, and uh, I just I was just so fascinated by it, and then there's a, there's a handful of, of saints. Padre Pio is one. Um, the, the most recent, so probably the most uh, notable. Um, but I think Saint Anthony of Padua was known to have bilocated. Um, I'm trying to think of of who else. Can you think of any other other saints? Not not off the top of my head. No. Yeah, there's 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 a there's a small small smattering. Um, but, uh, so when I was in, when I was in, uh, seminary, so when, when we're in seminary, I had already had my college degree, but we have to do two years of philosophy before we can start our actual four years of the theology. So it's basically prerequisites, basically got, uh, the equivalent of a bachelor's degree in philosophy. Okay. So, um, at the end of our, at the end of our, uh, metaphysics class, which metaphysics is the uh, study of being, right? So it's talking about souls and matter and hylomorphism and all these fancy, fancy terms and yeah. complicated big words. Yeah. A lot of big words. Big, big words. And then a lot of stuff that's like, you know, just kind of should go without saying. But in philosophy, you say it anyway. Like a thing can't be and not be at the same time in the same way. You know, it's like... Uh, Duh. Yes, yes. Yes. Exactly. Right. 
but um, but these are the types of things you, you're you're observing, and you know. So so one of those one of those things you talk about in metaphysics would be that every every living thing has a soul, and the soul is the life principle of the thing. Right? Sure. Yes. So this is this is where people's minds get blown when you tell them that dogs have souls. Yeah. Yeah. It's a uh... It's a tough thing to wrap your head around. All right, because sure. we tend to we tend to think of it as as thinking of like, well, that, but then that means they go to heaven. It's like, right. well, no, the soul is just the life principle of the thing. Uh, we have a rational soul, which is also how we think and and love and decide and those sorts of things. But animals have souls. Flowers have souls. Okay, that's a, that's a bit of, all right, yeah, sure. Right, because it's alive. What's the difference between, you know, a, a tree in standing up in the woods and a tree lying down in the woods? One's dead, so it's missing something. That something that it's missing we life. call the soul. Life, yeah. right. So, so the, life, the life principle. And in a, especially in a, in a, rational, um, a rational being, namely human beings, um, the, the soul, the spiritual soul, the rational soul is, is not something that's like inserted into this body, uh, but it's something that's intimately intertwined with this body. Um, and, and this is actually something that's really important. We, we get, we get, you know, uh, all of our, we have so many movies that, um, make light of this sort of thing, right? So like, I don't know. Freaky Friday, where the mom and the daughter swap souls. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, or what was the one? What was the one with the oh. dude and the dog? Oh goodness, uh, it's evading me. Um, we'll have to come back to it. But, uh, <laughs> I know exactly which one. You're talking yeah, about. yeah. Is the shaggy dog and like yeah, the they, shaggy dog. they switched and yeah. um, you know, and we're like, oh yeah, this this cute, you know, but. What we kind of what we're kind of doing is like we're like they're, we're cha- we're exchanging personalities, um, and it's it's interesting and it makes for interesting you know movies and interesting uh, dilemmas and uh, you know of course if a if a mother and a daughter switch souls then they learn something about being each other and then they can have a better relationship afterwards blah blah blah, blah. yeah right right um, but from a metaphysical perspective. It's actually impossible. Right. Yeah, I think uh, what you, I mean, the fact that if we're talking by location here, like what is your your soul being in two places at once? Right. And I think that's what you're alluding to. Yeah. That it's not exactly possible considering that you only have one soul. Right. Yeah. And so my one soul is, is perfectly fitted to my one body. And I can't, we can't, we can't trade souls. Like my soul is made for my body. If my soul leaves my body, that's called death. Right. And you can't just, you know, with all our medical technology, we've never figured out how to put somebody else's soul into, into somebody else's body. Yeah. That'd be weird. That'd be, that'd be weird. (laughs) weird. We've been able to, we figured out to change, exchange eyeballs and kidneys and, um, I don't know, do they lung transplants or 
yeah, there's, they've got to have something like that. <laughs> Hearts, right? I mean, but you can't you can't transplant a soul. It's it's not it's not a it it, it it can't be done. Even if you could, even if you'd move a brain into somebody else, you wouldn't be moving the soul. This is this is a, entirely the the soul is a, a spiritual reality. It has no matter. It doesn't have physical features. It doesn't have physical properties. It uses it. It's it's part it, part of us and into yeah again so that that i, I want to keep coming i kind of want to reiterate that and, and make sure that that's like solid in us because as soon as we start talking about um by location we get into problems sure and so um for my for my final paper for our metaphysics class i said i want to do it on by location um of course my metaphysics professor who's Good, good Catholic man, solid, solid Catholic uh, guy, um, uh, friend. You know, I get together with him regularly, still. Um, but he didn't, he didn't want us doing, um, he didn't want us doing theology. This is not a theology class. This is a metaphysics class. So I can't be doing theology. Mm-hmm. And I said, no, this isn't, this isn't theology. I'm talking metaphysics. I'm talking about the metaphysics of by location whether you whether you take it or leave it or call it an act of god or not i want to see is is something like this actually even metaphysically possible right so yeah that's interesting that that, that leads me to like think about like how, how how do you think these um these claims of by location occurring that, mm. you know like actually happen like what what led to that right 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 um yeah and so i, th- I think that that's th- there's several possibilities right so so one if we if we first say all right so let's take let's take padre pio for it this, this is actually um it can we can get into a theological component of this but let's say let's say one person is seen so in order in order to verify by location literally being in two locations at one time you would have to have two uh testimonies proving that this same person and not somebody who looked like this person but this very same person was seen in town x and in town y at the same time right you know and preferably a a great enough distance that it couldn't be like, well, you know, I saw him. I saw him down in the corner five minutes ago, and then I saw him in the store. It's like, well, you know, he had a sprint or a, right. a, a nice stride. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, exactly. So, so Padre Pio, for instance, was was seen, I think, um, you know, in Petrocina and in Rome at the same time. And there's pretty good. Um, I don't know how. You know, it's not like this went through. A, court of law or anything like that but pretty good testimony that he was seen in in rome but that he hadn't left the the monastery and to get that distance from by the next time they'd seen him again it's like no that's that's not really doable so there's pretty good evidence that, that that happened um At least that, like he he had appeared in Rome, right? right? So so if it's just a matter of like appearing in a different place, well, this is a different sort of conundrum. It wouldn't be by location; it would just be translocation or something, you know. 
we actually get glimpses of this in the uh, in the Gospels and Acts of the Apostles, where Philip is taken from one place to another, or Jesus walks through walls and disappears and things like this. This is a, this is a different thing. Now we're getting into to theology, which we're trying to we're trying to avoid. We're trying to avoid. We try to avoid theology on this podcast. <laughs> yeah. Um, but um, you know, so. Uh, so that would be that would be a different sort of sort of situation. Is it is it possible for somebody to be uh, translocated to somewhere else? I think there's actually less Im- impossibilities with that. Um, now we're just limited by um, distance and speed and uh, those sorts of things, which aren't metaphysical impossibilities. Those would just be physical impossibilities. I can't uh, run to Rome from Minnesota in five minutes it's just right. a physical impossibility yeah. but if you could fizzle, figure out a way to figure out a way to break that physical barrier barrier then it wouldn't be a problem sure so um but a metaphysical impossibility would be i saw padre pio in rome while he was also sitting in petrocina and we have visual evidence of both of these happening at the same time you know so it went, so when did you see him in, in Rome? Well, I saw him at exactly 12 o'clock until 1 o'clock. He was sitting over here and we were having a conversation. And when did you see him in Petrocini? Exactly noon and, until 1 o'clock. And we're in the same, same time zone and, you know, there's no other. Um, like, okay, so we have two sightings of the same man at the same time in two different places. That's what we're calling bilocation. So tying back that into having one soul, like how does, how can that be possible? Right. So, yeah, are there any, can we, can we come up with a, um, yeah, I mean, if, if we were, if we were like investigators and we're still like, okay, what other possibilities do we have? Here? Yeah. You know, um, there's a guy who looked a lot like Padre Pio. Like, eh, okay. We're pretty convinced, like, no, he's he's pretty distinct, you know, stigmata, right. whole bit, beard, like, we knew it was him. Um, yeah, what else, what else do we got? Uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, so, um, I, th- I think the, uh, I think the, the question that, I want to I want to ask is is this another Padre Pio or is it a, a vision or an apparition of Padre Pio Okay right so that this is this that's is, possible right? This is possible right? right and this doesn't this isn't a metaphysical impossibility people have been having visions and apparitions for thousands and thousands of years not just in the in the christian world but in other religions and denominations and um ancient jews and right like um or i mean if you want to get really cynical and call it a call it a hallucination right um this guy hallucinated and saw padre pio um but let's let's keep it let's keep it because you know we're we're Catholic and we want to want to I want to I want to find a solution that actually is, doesn't end up with me like and bilocation can't happen and therefore <laughs> yes, yeah. all you guys are crazy right right so if we can keep it if we can find a solution that gets us to, keeps us there um, so I think it's possible to say 
that the Lord allowed it uh, allowed Padre Pio to appear in another place, um, well, not disappearing from uh, from where he was, so as to not you know throw off like hey where'd where'd Pio go? Um, so he he appears in in one place as an apparition. He he has some ability to to communicate. Uh, through that, he has some way to his his own one soul is kind of uh, willing, moving this um, this apparition, but it's not actually it's not actually him. I think that's a valid possibility. Yeah, that totally makes sense in, in my mind. Uh, the, the fact that you know the guy would be willing to to do that and allow that for to occur rather than. All of a sudden, having two Padre Pios, right? Right. Yeah, because if he if he makes like, oh, I'm gonna make another Padre Pio so he can go and, and minister to somebody in Rome, and then, well, what happens after like Padre Pio's like that? Padre Pio number two is done, right? It's like, well, yeah. In my mind, uh, if if you're talking about multiplying, the the movie Multiplicity comes <laughs> comes to mind with Michael Keaton. <laughs> yes. And the the next version is slightly less uh, either intelligent or something. Some some factor gets taken away from the next re- representation of that uh, right, person. Right. So yeah. That would be interesting. Or what's the... Um, did you, did you read Kelvin and Hobbes growing up? Just a little bit. Oh, mm-hmm. no. Do you remember the, the duplicator? I don't. Uh, so he had two different iterations of it. One was a cardboard box that um, could duplicate himself. And so he duplicated himself so that he wouldn't have to do his chores. So he'd make this new guy. The new guy would do all his chores. And he'd get to do whatever he wants. Seems logical. Yeah. yeah. And of course, the new guy is like, "Oh, this is awesome! No, you do your chores. I don't. That's not my job." And then, then he made another one. But then that other one made another one, and then it became a big, big mess. But yeah, they, they didn't didn't cooperate very well. Yeah. So, which which always to me is like you know as far as um, you know weird miracles go. Um, like by location is just kind of this really odd sort of miracle, whatever type of miracle it is. Like, yeah. couldn't you, couldn't you ha- have had somebody who was already there do that thing? <laughs> right. You yeah. know, um, you know, Martin DePore is going to Japan. Wasn't there anybody in Japan you could just like, you know, I think Martin DePore's was, he's kind of a healer. He was a, he's kind of somewhat of a doctor and, um, wouldn't it have been easier to like empower this guy with healing skills rather than zapping, you know, for sure. Yeah. Martin over, I mean, continents talking about efficiency of resources. I think <laughs> you'd think that could, uh, there'd be something possible. All least. right. Um, so, so yeah, I, mean, I guess God has some, some reason or, or just the, the human mind is so creative that it, um, it wants to it wants to multiply the personality of a, a beloved figure or something. Um, again, I don't want to I don't want to undo the credibility of of bilocation, but I do want to show that it this can't be something where like here another Padre Pio and okay that Padre Pio is done, so I'm just going to annihilate him. Right. That doesn't yeah. it doesn't it's not consistent with anything else that the Lord the Lord does. That the Lord doesn't annihilate souls. Right. Um, it's, it's yeah it's, it would be weird yeah the comprehending of bilocation of like how it actually happens is like you're pointing out a, a 
there's a deeper level to it that I think most people just don't realize. And the fact right. that it's just, there's not two POs or two Father Kowalsics. It's just, it's, it's um, like an apparition or, or right. something like that. You can't duplicate soul, souls, I guess. Right. That's what we're talking about. Right. Yeah. Because the soul is for this, this particular body. Even, even if, even if God like perfectly duplicated another Padre Pio body, um, this, this soul, it's not like, it's not like, oh, that's a, it's a nice, it's a perfect fit, like getting a fitted glove or a fitted hat or a fitted shoe or, you know, it's, it's not like, oh, yeah, it was just, it was just the fit. It's like, that's, it's not the fit. It's, it's this particular body. Like this particular body is what my soul is is fitted to. Um, I mean, I guess you could I guess you could make some somewhat of an argument if you wanted to say, well, in the resurrection of the body, we get a new body, and it's this body, but it's different body. And I don't know. I think this is this is getting a little bit a little bit um, complicated. Sure. Um, so if you wanna if. You <laughs> Here you want to you want to complicate this a little bit more? Oh, I'm, my mind was having trouble with the last <laughs> minute following through. So, <laughs> so here's here's the bigger complication. Okay. And this is actually a theological complication. Um, when a man is ordained, his he 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 is or like a sacrament is an outward sign. A sacrament is a physical thing. So in a certain sense, yes, there's a there's a mark on my soul. But that mark is on my soul through contact with my body. My body has been consecrated for uh, for the the service at the altar. Like my hands through, through the act of the, the yep the yep. sacrament exactly. Because like the sacraments are bodily realities, not spiritual realities. Is, I mean they they do spiritual things, but they come through they come through the bodies. So so my body has been ordained my body and my soul i have been ordained but it's all of me it's not just my soul it's not like my soul has just been ordained but my body and my soul have been ordained so if padre pio is bilocating to another place and he's performing sacraments now now we have a problem oh yeah okay because an apparition can't absolve sins and this is this is one that's common i think that somebody said you know padre pio heard my confession up in rome or something like well, an apparition can't absolve you of your sins because it's, it's not, the apparition isn't an ordained priest. And an apparition can't celebrate Mass. And furthermore, if, you know, if we go back to our Padre Pio is, is multi duplicated um, theory, the duplicated Padre Pio isn't ordained. Okay, yeah. That's a problem. That is a he problem. He hasn't been ordained. That's interesting. Real Pad Padre Pio Prime has been ordained. Padre Pio, what's what's the next Padre, what's Padre Pio? The second one? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're going to give him a name? Padre, Padre, Padre Pio Secunda. Um, <laughs> Secunda. He, he, hasn't, he hasn't been ordained. His, his flesh has been fabricated. It's been, it's been created by God, but not as ordained flesh. And his soul, if he's got a new soul, but it's not an ordained, it's not an ordained soul. And so, if that Padre Pio was absolving sins, then he would be excommunicated for simulating the the ministry of a priest, and that's interesting. Big no no. Yeah. 
That's hard to wrap your head around. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I mean, the way you explain it, I, I can follow. But, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's not your typical uh, Sunday morning coffee thought. <laughs> that's why we're drinking whiskey. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Uh, um, so, um, yeah, I don't want to, I don't want to leave any of our listeners with, um, you know, devastating blow to the stomach, like, oh, my location's not real. Um, obviously there is something that's happening. There's some, there's some miracle. Um, I mean, some of these, especially with Howdy Pio are well authenticated that, um, uh, people both before he was dead and after he was dead would see him in places that he shouldn't be able to be seen. But unless we had proof that, um, unless we had proof that he was performing sacraments simultaneously in different places, there's really not, not a problem. And actually from what some of the research that I actually did, um, it was, it was reported that Anthony of Padua, for instance, would, um, there would be times when you know, the brothers would look over and they'd be in the common room or something and he would just kind of be slumped over almost like he was asleep, you know. And it was later they found out that those were the times that somebody else said they saw him somewhere else. Mm -hmm. And so you see there's like something going on. Um, if you want to get really complicated about this, you could say, yeah, the Lord transported the real Anthony um, to another place while leaving a, uh, a faux Anthony in, in that spot that was not really animate, you know, it didn't, right. it didn't need to be, he didn't need to speak to anybody or, or relate to anybody, or he wasn't certainly with performing sacraments, but just kind of like a placeholder almost. Um, and then the real Anthony had actually been transported, but again, transportation and bilocation are, are two different things and don't have the same problems. Yeah. As, uh, someone who's just obviously discussing this further in depth than I ever have you know, mm -hmm. for bilocation. I, it doesn't, from my understanding of what it was, it does, your interpretation of it or explanation of it doesn't really ruin it for me in the sense that uh, it's not that it didn't happen. It's just my understanding of how it happened is now different. Right. Yeah. 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 And, and that's, the, that's the thing, like in any of these, um, uh, Yes, there's always there's always in, in the in the Catholic world there's always some miracle that you know gets debunked or you know there's there's popular pieties and I mean there's even saints that we have that we're like oh, I, we don't even know if that saint ever actually existed or if it was just kind of this this legend or just these stories or it's hard to pin down these things but we can still learn something from this um, this this. The, the, the creation of these these legends or these these desires or what we uh, believe that God it can possibly do and he can he can he can do these amazing things where different saints can appear in different places but I'm, what I'm not saying is God God um, there's a law that God can't violate like oh he can't get past this metaphysical thing whatever that thing is but uh, no, God, God created those, those laws. And right. like the law that I cited at the beginning, the law of non-contradiction, God can't do something that contradicts itself. Right. So that's, that's the classic, you know, can God, um, what's, what's the Homer Simpson one? Can God make a, uh, uh, 
what is it, a, a burrito that's too spicy to eat or something? Oh. Can God can, can God lift a, a rock too heavy to lift? Can God, you know, those sorts of things. Like, well, that's that's like saying, can God create a four-sided triangle? It's a it's not a conundrum. It's it's a impossibility. It's a right. it's a it's not a paradox. It's a contradiction, and so God can't do a contradiction because. It's not a thing. It's nothing. It doesn't exist. It doesn't make sense. But short of that, God can do pretty much whatever He wants. wants. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. well, good. I think that's a good spot to wrap up for for this one. And awesome. This is good. I think we got some more whiskey left, so we can probably record another episode. Um, yeah, let's do it. All right. Until then. Yeah.